comes in the question whether it is better to be loved rather than feared, or feared rather than loved. It might perhaps be answered that we should wish to be both. But since love and fear can hardly exist together, if we must choose between them, it is far, far safer to be feared than loved. Because love is preserved by the link of obligation which, owing to the baseness of men, is broken at every opportunity for their advantage. But fear preserves you by a dread of punishment which never fails. Of course, the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in times of great moral crises maintain their neutrality. But the path to paradise begins in hell, which for Dante began in Florence. Hello and welcome. It's New Music Monday. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a production of Syncbook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at sync42 and at syncbook. It's January 5th, 2016, and though the world is frozen like Dante's deepest level of hell, we are looking forward to the spring and the Tree Fort Music Fest. Yet, with that, we need to pause a moment and touch on SyncBook's big news. In August of 2014, SyncBook Press held our first major Sync Summit in Olympia, Washington. The event was a great success and featured talks and presentations from SyncBook authors, broadcasters, and Sync filmmakers, including a Radio 8 Ball show with Mark Hostler of Negative Land, a walking tour of the Kabbalistic Tree of Olympia, a Skype appearance from Rodney Asher, and a constant flow of sync that is documented at thesyncbook.com slash early2014. Now, in January of 2016, SyncBook Press is releasing all the footage from the 2014 event and launching a new season of sync activities, which includes an exclusive spring sync event in Boise, Idaho in March, and the next Oli Sync Summit in August. In anticipation, we've created an Indiegogo ticket presale and fundraiser, you can find the link and details at thesyncbook.com slash Oli2014. And for those of you unable to attend, there are some perks worth checking out as well, such as t-shirts and ebooks. So be sure and check out the Indiegogo and consider joining us in Boise and Olympia this summer. Find the link at thesyncbook.com slash Oli2014. And with that, let's look forward to the Boise Spring Sync, March 23rd through the 27th. Something you can look forward to is Godzilla. You know, the Italian fuzz psychedelic punk band from Florence, Italy, composed of Luca Landi, Fabio Riccolo, and Maria Biagiotto. Godzilla's sound takes inspiration from the psychedelic nuggets, tell the 90s grunge guitars with a strong punk attitude. In less than two years, Godzilla has toured all over Europe for a total of more than 250 shows sharing the stage with such bands such as the Night Beats, the Sonics, Crocodiles, the OCs, and more. Their latest album, Sinking Your Sea, came out last April and can be found on their Bandcamp page, Godzilla.bandcamp.com. I'm really looking forward to True Fort and catching these guys in Boise. They were just here, but I missed them. How, how are you doing today, Luca? Hey, <laughs> Great introduction, like five minutes and six seconds, and it was really cool. So nice, <laughs> nice to be with you, man. Thanks a lot for having us, for having me today and the interview. Well, now it's it's not that freezing in Florence. I I thought it was going to be colder, but actually it's a 
good winter people is calling it as like winter spring something like that so ah. yeah, looking forward to for the three Ford music fest it's gonna be great because i heard a lot of nice stuff about that festival and we love the states we had a great experience in october so looking forward to be back again all right let's just start with i know that i blew all of your well no let's just start with i had no idea that so florence is what people in the u.s say but in in Italy, you guys say Firenze? Firenze. Firenze. Ah. Firenze, exactly. That's that's the average mistakes of American people speaking, speaking in Italian. Well, they hide, they cut the E at the end. Like, for instance, uh, if you say thanks, which in Italian is grazie, ah. you will end up listening people say grazie 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 it's totally fine but generally it's better if you say grazie okay that's the same that's that's a good tip for bands in particular because italian people are not able to speak in english but they likes to make fun of people speaking in italian so the italian people are pretty tough on that anyway so keep it keep it with you (laughs) how do you pronounce the band name Okay, Gozilla, I Go- think. Gozilla. Yeah. Yeah, it changed in every country people like German people say Godzilla or Spanish call Gozilla. It d- depends. French people are pronouncing the best probably. Gozilla. Is that in homage to the original Japanese Godzilla film? Well, recently I I started to to speak about the region of this name, in particular with people that knows us since a lot. So it was, for them, it was something maybe more funny because I I told to every every like journalist or magazine that was in, in interviewing guys that no one of us in the in this current lineup has decided the name, and no one of us was part of the original band because actually the original band Godzilla was a duo from Florence one friend of mine which is now playing with another band and another drummer at some point the singer left the band and I and the drummer told me asked me to to join Godzilla and I said okay why not so he also asked me if I wanted to keep the name I said yeah it was fun of Godzilla so at some point it comes from the movie but not from my mind. So, but the name, I like the name, so it's fine. Yeah, it's a great name, especially with the exclamation point right in the middle. So it's G-O exclamation point Z-I-L-L-A. Exactly. And basically, we didn't want to have any the, like T-H-A before the name. It's too English. And we're, we're not that into English music apart for the main band. So we... Okay, and then the, the, I know that I butchered all the members' names in the band. Uh, yeah, well, your no, name it's... is Luca Landi, and that's fine. That's perfect. Fabio Ricolo. R- Ricciolo. Ricciolo. Yeah, exactly. Because double C and I together are making the sound of CH. So Ricciolo, and the other one is Mattia Biagiotti, Biagiotti. which is the C. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's totally fine man it's not easy to pronounce Italian names Mattia Biagiotti yeah I love Italian it sounds so great <laughs> thanks a lot so you were just here in Boise what, what did you think? well i never been there before and my first idea was that I wanted to be there because I, I met a guy that was probably the first American person that wrote us on the internet I think you, you know, it's called Eric Gilbert, which is in fact the guy that are putting on the festival too. 
and Eric was writing uh, was writing me actually at the really beginning of the band, probably two two years and a half ago, and he told me I want to have you guys badly in the states, and I said okay, but we're just a new band, it's hard for us to to go there, blah blah blah. So time passed, and at some point we got a booker from North Carolina, and I told him please get in touch with Eric because he want want to have us, and it put us on a show in Boise. It was good. We we had fun. We met we met also some I don't remember where we stayed. Ah yeah. We stayed in a crazy place just a bit out of the town. With this guy that hosts us, I forgot his name, is a friend of Eric, but it was a super cool guy working on like a, as a doctor. Ah. But, and probably you know him or you heard of him. I'm not sure, but this guy I have a this such a kitsch but cool house a bit outside of boys and we had a good experience so just that's it i speaks way too much be scared <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, were you on tour with uh with a, you know were you headlining just doing a bunch of shows all over the place or were you actually supporting someone else well we basically headlined the shows but at the beginning of the tour we were playing like as last band and I started recognizing that people didn't know us that much to stick around till the end it's not like Europe if you're headlining in Europe you play last in the States it's better to play maybe next to the last or just before some locals so people stay there for the locals and then stay there stick around for you too so after some shows I start to mail all the promoters and say okay please can we switch line up and let us play before and after that the tour became great because people liked us a lot but of course I can understand that there's so many bands in the states you cannot you cannot listen to everyone so sometimes we have to put the band in front of you instead of waiting instead of let them wait for you that's my opinion so your instagram says you guys have been on tour constantly since 2013 is that true <laughs> yeah something like that we played about 400 shows i played all of them not all the other guys because of course we have a new lineup the, the drummer is with us since 2014 no sorry it's 2013 and uh, the other guy, Mattia, the guitar, the other guitar player, is with us since New Year's Eve of 2014. So yeah, we basically play a lot everywhere. We played, we played in Mexico too. We had a lot of great time together. And now it's time to to play more in the states because we really love there, and all the all of our inspirations are coming from your country. So we want to definitely discover more. Well, I, so another, I think I saw that you guys toured someplace in Europe with another Tree Fort band. Um, did you guys do a, a show with the Shivas? Yeah, yeah, we played. I'm actually their booker because that's my dark side. I'm I'm working for a company called Zuma Booking in Europe, and I work for for a bunch of bands that you may know, like like in fact the Shivas, and we played with them along some festivals in Spain and in Holland and in Portugal too. No, Portugal, no. no. We were just in Spain together. And the Shivas are great, an amazing band. One of my favorite from underground stuff in the States. Yeah. I, they they did a wonderful show last year at Tree Fort. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, but 
so you you mentioned inspirations that come come mostly from the states. What are those inspirations that you're talking about? Well, I will I will tell you a short story just to let you understand what's happening. And in my mind, sometimes, well, apart from all the bands that come from, coming from the 60s and 70s, of course, they are inspiring everyone. It's too easy to say that. But there's a band in particular that I run into um, on, in Chicago at, at the Empty Bottle in 2012. I was there with my girlfriend for the festival, the Lollapalooza. And the day before Lollapalooza started, uh, I went to see the Black Lips and they got this support from this band called The Night Beats from Seattle. So after that show, I, I totally changed my mind about having a band and trying to find a, sound, a certain sound because Night Beats, I don't know if you know them, but I should because they are amazing. They are playing this sort of garage rock and roll with a lot of psychedelic inspira inspiration since from Hendrix till, I don't know, whatever you can imagine and they're putting their their stuff into it their own sound is not is not a cover band in any in any case so after i saw them i said okay i want to to have their energy and i want to have their to keep the same stuff they're keeping from the 70s like solo parts like a lot of reverb and whatever then of course the the band has evolved and we love Nirvana. It's one of my favorite bands ever. We love a lot of stuff <laughs> coming from the States, basically. Plus, the Beatles are not from the States, but of course, the Beatles made crazy things in the, in the 60s, in particular in the second period of their career. Yeah, I think I've heard of the Night Beats, but I don't know that I've ever heard them. Or maybe I have, and I don't know it. That oftentimes happens. There's a great radio station in seattle kexp that they do free podcasts every day yep i th I think that's where i heard you the first time i think your song pollution showed up on on their uh yeah in october i think that was a that was a great present from kxp because it gave us a good exposure let's say yeah yeah did when you played i'm, I'm imagining on this most recent tour you probably played in seattle yeah, yeah, we played in Seattle in October. <clears throat> that was our first time in the States ever. So, yeah, we played there in a place called Lo-Fi. Actually, it was just two days after the Boise show. And that was really cool. We have a lot of friends there in Seattle, so the party was good. The show was really good. And the day after, we also played in a Halloween party in a warehouse organized by the, the, the pharmacy band. They're not anymore together. They're anymore together, but they're still throwing parties in Seattle, and that was amazing. Yeah, I think it's my favorite city in the states. Seattle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Austin also. Is I I have no idea, but does it remind you of Florence? Mm, no. Well, you have to imagine that. Okay, difference between. Italian cities and American cities. Italian cities are built in a, from a city center, which is round generally. So after the city born, every neighborhood was made like a circle, like in circle. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's spread out like circles. In the states, it's more like squares. 
So it's not really similar. Any city is similar to European city, apart from maybe San Francisco and a bit New York. Of course, it's close to London vibes. But in general, I, I like Seattle because it has mountains. It's close to the to the sea. There's a lot of music scene. People seems to be really smooth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Did you, one of the things that Seattle or KEXP does is like uh, these in-studio performances. Did you guys do one of those? Yeah, we wanted to. When we proposed, I mean, we were in Seattle for Halloween and they were not doing anything. Plus, they sincerely told us that they like us, but of course, no one knows us. So we have to, they have to create a profile on us before uh, putting on putting putting on a show, so I, I'm confident we can do something in March. I mean, I, I would love it. I know KXP since a bunch of years, and I always follow their live performance, which are doing a, a great exposure, creating a great profile on European, in, in particular, or in Europe. If you're an European band playing there, when you come back to Europe, you're a bit bigger. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and th- that's one of the fun things about Treefort too. Is it somehow Eric Eric is able to tap into these different European uh, scenes? Well, yeah, this year there's also another band of friends playing there from Italy. It's called Brothers in Law. They are doing kind of showgaze, similar to well, a mix of showgaze, new wave, cold wave stuff. Because they are coming from a city, they are disproposing a lot of new wave stuff. So yeah, I think there's a lot of European, good European bands. There's a lot of great European bands, but Europe is a continent a bit underrated music-wise, apart from England. And what I want to let people understand is there's a lot of great bands coming out from Italy, Spain, France, but we are a bit underrated, I think, in general. But, well, I hope it, it will change with thanks to internet is changing a bit. So this this tour in March, tell us about that a little bit. You know, what what is the scope of that and, and who are you going out with? Well, I'm I'm waiting for the final uh, routing from, from our booker, which is called Onward Indian, uh, Indian Touring. It's from... Asheville in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and it's putting a, it's putting together a lot of cool stuff. So apart for three for it, we are playing another festival in, in Georgia, in Savannah, which is called uh, Stop Over Savannah. Then we are playing in South by Southwest. In particular, there's a showcase uh, organized by the guy from Austin Psych Festival. Is an official levitation show, so that's gonna be fine. And I'm waiting for Sean from Burger Records. They're doing the Burgerama Festival. I hope we can play there too. He's interested and he's probably trying to get us on board. But still, they don't have a certain date for this uh, for this edition. So we are both waiting for confirmation. So we'll see. Well, the, the main scope is to, of course, spread the news that we are exist. Having and creating a bit of fan base, then putting base for coming back another time and another time again. So that's it, I think. Yeah. And then the sound, your live sound, is it 
how does it compare to the sound on the record? Well, I love the new record because <clears throat> it's been recorded by one of my favorite sound engineers in Italy. He worked also for King Khan and Barbecue Show and this kind of garage band. But we didn't want to sound so garage. So we said that we wanted to sound a bit more pop than or, or grunge either than, than garage. And I think the sound on, on the vinyl reproduced really... It's similar to what's happening on stage, but... A lot of people telling us they were given that we are playing so loud, live is is better because it's more energetic, of course. And I think in general a band has to be listened live to to get the, the right vibes because it's it's easier to transmit your emotion live. You would if you want to to transmit something to the people that is, is coming to see you. There's a lot of more stuff going on during a live instead of an album that you can pass literally from like face expression, body expression, volume and whatever. So I think live is better. It's more it's more loud and powerful. Yeah. So, so how long did you guys work on that album and then what was kind of your some of your inspiration for it? But the fir- the first song I wrote it's called I Hate All the Time, which is speaking about me because I totally, sometimes I'm a, I'm a hater. I don't like to be that, but music situation everywhere in the world is creating me this kind of mood because it's hard to break through. So anyway, that, that song was was totally written in the, same, in the last day of the recording session of the previous album that is called Grabbing a Crocodile. And at the end of that recording session, I I was just writing a riff on the guitar. I said, okay, we need to do another album soon because there's something new going on. And we work together with the, the other guy, Mattia. They join us. We create melodies and stuff. We played a lot along 2014, so we didn't have much time to write song between tours and we end up having a schedule tight schedule we had to release it in april of 2015 and we arrived in december not sorry in october and we we had just two songs so basically it was written between october and december of 2014 then we recorded it on january 2015 mm. one year ago and this so the cover did who uh i don't know who did the art for that is that one of you guys or one of your friends? No, it's is a is a girl from Seattle actually. She she's living now in in Los Angeles. She's called Paige Emery, and we met her in a in a festival in France, and she took some picture from uh, for us, and she took a crazy picture at the end of the set that was like lying on the stage, and Fabio was destroying the drum because the festival was amazing. It was one of the, our first time that we played in front of front of a huge crowd. So we were doing a lot of stupid things. And she took, she took a crazy picture that ended up being like the like the anthem of our first album. And we put this picture pretty everywhere. So we got in touch with her. We knew that she were doing art and photography and stuff. And we told her, Fabio had, actually Fabio had the idea, the, the first idea about the cover there's a movie called Fantastic Planet. It's a movie from the 70s. It's a cartoon, but it's mostly for 
like old people, let's say adults, because it's it's transmitting like strange stuff, you know, like Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice, but it means that she's taking drugs and stuff. So this movie was really interesting. It's colored by blue, smooth blue, and there's a lot of like people looking like aliens or stuff and it's all to page like let's try to do to make a cover similar to this one that people that know this movie can recognize that otherwise it's just something between us and that's it okay well that's a interesting thing so like as you know as artists what kind of things outside of music inspire you like movies and books I always like to to read a lot of stuff, but in, in particular, I like to read like book about story, historic history, sorry, historic books about something that happened or whatever. I think mainly is our the inspiration. It comes mainly from our situation because about Italian situation, about what we are and where we are now. What I want to say that if you think about the grunge music, it came out from Seattle because there were a lot of angry people. There was a lot of riots. It's a cold city too. <laughs> same same from, from our side. As I told you before, Italy is totally underrated. So... Plus, we are trying to to mix a bit of Western, Italian Western movies, soundtrack, inspirations. Plus, the fact that we are under the fact that we are underrated and we we hate this situation, so we want to leave, we want to move away, but. We still love the place where we are, we are from. We love Italy. When so the, the only way to do that is to move around playing. So basically, going in the states for a month, then you go back home. Playing in Europe, then you go back home. By the, in the first album in particular, I wrote a lot of lyrics about moving away, and that, that the only thing we're able to transport us everywhere it was music more than this. So I think the our inspiration like what okay you have to understand that our us three on stage and out of the stage we are the same person i don't really like when people are acting or okay of course playing i mean i remember i i read a biography of, of mick jagger and he said on stage I'm an actor and whatever. I'm not the same person that I'm outside. People, uh, artist has to be actor a bit. I think I think the same is true. But at the same time, you have to be honest with people that comes to see you. They have to see. I love when people can understand the personality of someone looking at them playing. And I think for us, it's, it's like that. If you see us playing, you can understand how we are in the in the in the real life so that's i think the inspiration comes really from concrete things and then i wonder what living in florence brings to your music so i'm thinking in terms of how much history that place has as well as just its beauty well history of course a lot you can you can just imagine that all the all the clubs in the city center are closing because all the noble people are living above them 
and they don't really like to to have noise around. You have to understand that Florence is a historic city. It's like a museum. If you're in Florence, you're like walking walking on a museum, totally like that. So there's a lot of history around. We like that. We like to to be here and to bring people into our environment. But still, it's not easy to to be a, to being in a band because. We are more known, for instance, in France or outside of Italy than in, in Italy. People in Italy get to start to think about you or either start to think that you exist just after other people start to speak about you. Lately, we just, after we came back from the States or after we came back from the, the festival that we played in Mexico, people like press in, in, in Italy started to write about us. They recently wrote a big, big article about us in the, the main newspaper in, uh, in Tuscany, our region where Florence is. But it's not easy because you have to be, to break through here in this market, you have either to sing in Italian or being so big outside that it's impossible to not speak about you. So there's a lot of history in the city. We like to stay here, but on the same side, it's very frustrating to to being a musician and you have to be to go outside. You have to be honest with you and say, okay, if I'm if it's not possible to become someone here, I'm just moving. Do you imagine you'll ever write songs in Italian? Before we played, uh, before I was into Godzilla, I was playing in an Italian beat band because in the 60s there were an important period of beat music. And well, I don't know, I, I don't think it will be a problem. I mean, I think people will like it because nowadays I think music is, is moving around exhausted things. People like to, to see different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it could it could works, but still I think that the main language which uh, is more musical and it's better for our music. It, it's English. It's better for trans- for us. It's better to write in English because we can transmit more, not just about lyrics, but I mean matching music with words. I think it is the is the language in which I can express better my music. And I I try to speak a perfect English, which is not easy because in, in Italian you have a bit of accent, but whatever. But we are doing our best. <laughs> it's it's great. I think your English is is great. Okay, thanks a lot for that. What about the future of the band? Uh, have you guys been writing? Or yeah, well, in I think after this this interview, I'm just leaving for the practice room. We're going there because we have a couple of new songs which we are working for and we have a new element in the band which is a guy that's playing synthesizer and percussions and well, it will come in the States with us, I think. Also because it's not playing synthesizer like notes and like a keyboard. It's playing more like noise, putting sounds and atmosphere so it's really good and I couldn't expect it was so funny to 
to see another instrument in the band. Because I think the, a band has to evolve itself. No matter if it's a big band or if it's a small one, but you have to evolve yourself. Just think about the Beatles. They are bigger band in the world, but they evolved themselves so much. They started being like a boy band, then they became band that, cre that create pop, then they became the band that, that brought psychedelic music to commercial music. Mm -hmm. more, the, more than Hendrix. I mean, I, Hendrix is my favorite artist ever. But without the Beatles bringing this kind of music to the to the big crowd, probably we wouldn't have had a lot of stuff. So in general, a band have to evolve itself. No matter if it's still me singing, another guy, <coughs> Fabio playing drum, Mattia playing guitar, it will still be Godzilla. But if we evolve ourselves, doing different stuff adding instruments, trying to transmit our emotion in a different way, I think it's, it could last more than we expect. A band that is just living on a certain sound or just on some former idea that they had, it cannot last that much, I think, but that's just my personal opinion. The the really nice thing about Tree Fort is it usually introduces me to a lot of brand new music in a really short period of time, and so I don't feel like I have to work that hard. But so for our listeners, maybe you could tell us some good things to look forward to in 2016. Who are some of the the musicians and bands and stuff that you think we should check out? Well. Hmm. I notice that I start every sentence say well, so I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Um, I think one of my favorite band from the latest, uh, from last year, was this English band called Fat White Family. I'm not that into English music. I said that before, but those guys were were doing good stuff, and uh, they have a new band called The Moon Landings which is mixing a bit of psychedelic music, a bit of synthesizers, so electronic stuff. And recently I discovered, well, the Shivas are, are really great. Really, one of my favorite bands, uh, the last year, they are, not, they are not inventing anything new, but they are doing that so well. That if, you, if you see them, if you have, you, you will notice that they are growing and changing and becoming better and better day after day. Well, and from Europe, we have a bunch of bands from France that are really amazing, like J.C. Satan. That's J.C. Satan in English. <laughs> of course, J.C. <laughs> Satan, it's more French. Oh, it's they're very amazing. French, yeah. They're amazing. And, uh, well, the Abigails, a band from California, Look for them. One, they used to have the guitar player from Father, Father John Misty was playing with them, but he left the band because he had a child or something. And, and the singer was playing percussion for the Growlers. So they have a couple of... They have a great album. What are they called? The Abigails. Okay. Yeah, they're from Los Angeles. I think they're one of my favorite band and of course there's some bigger 
but I, I'm not I'm not that into big bands nowadays because big bands nowadays are are becoming too pop in too short time. I don't think they probably the last big band I've seen in my life it's probably probably the Radiohead or the Strokes, but mm. still both of them became really pop and they lost their soul easily. Apparently. I'm curious about Italian pop music. Is there like <laughs> specific regional Italian pop music, and then do any of those artists ever make it into like more of a more of a mainstream world type success? Uh, I think so. There's a lot of I don't know if you ever heard apart for Pavarotti, of course, but it's more. Uh, more classic music now it's dead of course but um, Laura Pausini Eros Ramazzotti and some other artists like big pop artists like Giovanotti I, I saw Giovanotti was playing in New York he played in New York for a huge crowd Italians are everywhere but in particular this kind of music it became famous pop Italian music is famous in South America in, when we were in Mexico at some point, the radio was broadcasting a shit Italian song sung by this guy, the same one, Eros Ramazzotti, but in Spanish. So I said, what the fuck is this doing? <laughs> <laughs> in Spanish. And all those guys were recognizing him. Ah, oh, it's Eros Ramazzotti. is maravilloso. <laughs> Imagine Mexi Mexican people getting crazy for Italian pop artists. So they made it, actually. And But I think that if you... Okay, the thing is, Italian pop music is famous, why? Because the main festival in Italy has always been a festival called Sanremo. The festival has always been the main thing for commercial music in Italy. But the best artists from Italy are never being in this fucking festival. And there's some crazy songwriter like Lucio Battisti or Lucio Dalla or you probably heard of Ennio Morricone. The big one of the most famous composer of the world he was doing soundtrack for all the Western music, Western films from from Italy or the States. Or you can imagine, do you remember Twin Peaks, the, oh. the TV series? The TV series was the music was composed by. Angelo Badalamenti, which yeah, is yeah, and Italian nobody in the United States can pronounce his name, and so yeah. how Angelo is it? Badalamenti. Badalamenti. Yeah, sure. Everyone knows him. And I think Italian Italians are really good in doing soundtracks. <laughs> I think the I don't know if you ever heard of this band called the Goblin. No. Goblin uh, Dario Argento. Dario Argento was the director, famous Italian director from the seventies from the 70s since now actually is doing horror movies and he created a band called the Goblin he put together a bunch of musicians and the Goblin created the, mu the music for uh, Deep Red Profondo Rosso I don't know how you, how you say that in English but the movie in Italian is Profondo Rosso and it's a fucking famous movie and this band had the drummer coming from Florence, and it, I think it's one of my favorite drummer ever. Uh, it's playing with this kind of jazzy style, but it's more psychedelic, mixed to um, 
uh, progressive music. And Italian progressive music in the 80s, in the 70s, late 70s, was fucking famous. Hmm. And there's another one that you may know, it's called Franco Battiato. It's great artist. One of the main artists from Italy, he made it everywhere, I think. And last, last thing that I'm really ashamed of, we have a terrible artist called Zucchero, Sugar for Naciari, that played with everyone in the world. Is terrible. He played ev- with everyone. He played with Miles Davis. He played with um, Brian May from The Queen. He played at the 30th anniversary of Woodstock. He played there. I said, what the fuck? And is Italian. But anyway, that's it. What do you think it is about the psychedelic that is captivating so many people these days? Well, I think they, they found when a movement became a movement, it means that that's more than just music or there's, there's a lot of stuff going on around it. It's, music, of course, is the <clears throat> movement because bands are playing that, but still there's a lot of art around People nowadays want, want if you if you want to create a movement, you have to create a movement that is going across more stuff. Psychedelic music can be electronic music, can be rock, can be folk, can be connected to everyone. It's a new way, I think I define that, a new way to call indie music. So bands that were calling themselves indie before now are calling themselves psychedelic. And also there's a lot of uh, visuals festivals are like popping up everywhere festival called Name of the City Psychedelic Festival like Austin Psychedelic Festival Boise Psychedelic Festival Florence Psychedelic <laughs> Festival or whatever and it's a good way to drag people into a certain style and a certain type of type of band that probably otherwise wouldn't have at any space for that, so I think it's a good way to do to do that. But mm, everything that is good hasn't to be so spread out and that long. I think psychedelic music is becoming a bit dangerous now because it's getting all those people that were doing showgates now becoming psychedelic. Nah, people that were just going in discotheque, taking drugs, taking pills, are becoming psychedelic. So, well, mix of good and bad reasons. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks you a lot. Bet. You've been listening to Gozilla on 42 Minutes, production of SyncBook Radio and SyncBook.com. Information about their work can be found at gozilla.bandcamp.com for more information about the sync book our guests check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com if you like this podcast and would like more consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive discounts on books behind the scenes scripts bonus audio and video as well as monthly online hangouts with the hosts all of this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. And don't forget to check out our Indiegogo. Thanks so much. And the vulgar crowd. <laughs> Thanks so much. And the vulgar crowd always is taken by appearances. And the world chiefly consists of the vulgar. <laughs> <laughs>